Welcome everyone to Rochester, New York at the Blue Cross Arena. Merrimack is set to play RIT. And it is our pregame report. Uh, we are going to be visiting with the radio voice of the RIT Tigers, Scott Bigger. And Scott, Scott first of all, it's uh, great to see you guys. It's been eight years since uh, Merrimack and RIT have played. We're here on homecoming. But I thought we might get a few thoughts from you on the uh, Tigers uh, this season. Off to a 2 and one start. How would you assess uh, where things are with the team? What have you liked from what you've seen? And what do you think needs improvement? Well, actually, it's the, the best start the Tigers have had at the Division One era. They the first time they've ever start started off two and zero, and that's a, a big. Uh, mark for this team. Um, they lost a lot of scoring last year. Uh, their top forward line all graduated, which was also their top power play unit. Um, and they've been trying to replace that. And so far, the freshmen have stepped up. Um, last weekend against Bowling Green, uh, the game tying goal and the game winning goal in overtime, both from freshmen. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, so that's a, a real good sign. But this team's really all going to be about uh, about building from the defensive zone out. They've got the entire defensive core returns um, from last year's team, goaltender returns, um, and they're all just that much better with four seniors on the blue line. And uh, so everything for the Tigers, at least early in the season, waiting for the freshmen to get going, you know, is all going to come from the blue line out. Well, Coach Wilson indicated that uh, he feels the freshmen have gone above and beyond, uh, really. So, in fact, you know, you mentioned uh, the Rinaldi and uh, Moretz, big contributors in the Bowling Green game. So uh, do, do you agree with that assessment? Do you feel the freshmen have been uh, above and beyond? Yeah, I, I think they have in the first three games. Uh, usually it takes freshmen, you know, half a dozen games or so to adjust to the college speed. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, but this group so far has they, they're not showing any fear. They're willing to go into the corners, go in front of the net, and you know get pushed around by the defensemen and stuff. And uh, you know so they're they're really playing that way, and they're playing like it's almost midseason already. Well, you've got a special player in Sean Cameron, uh, two goals and assists. He was big for you last year. Uh, what, in your opinion, makes him so special? Uh, he's just one of those players that he, he's tenacious. When he has the puck, it's really hard to get away, away from him. Um, and, you know, you... So that's one of his advantages. The other advantage is, is is that he just he always wants to go to the net. He's just one of those players who who no matter what the obstacles are, what the defensemen are in the way or whatever, he's going to go right through them and always get to the net. Well, you've also you've got a, you've also got a great uh, core of upperclassmen coming back. Uh, how do you feel the leadership aspect of it has been with these guys uh, coming back? Uh, I, I think it's been really good so far. Um, you know, it, it was uh, the first period against Bowling Green last weekend, they came out flat. Um, you know, Bowling Green really took it to them. Fortunately, they got out of there with only one goal given up. Um, but it, it wasn't it was the part of the coaching staff in the intermission that turned it around, but it really was the leadership. Um, you know, the coaching staff spent about 30 seconds in the locker room and then walked out. Mm -hmm. And after that, it was the seniors. And uh, they came out a different team in the second. Well, defensively, you've got Andrew Brubaker back there. How much does he stabilize that blue line core, do you think? Oh, completely. Um, you know, he's the quarterback of the first power play unit. Um, you know, he's, he's getting the most ice time. And this is his second season as that first defensive pair. Um, and and I think he's really last year he kind of grew into it, mm -hmm. um, and this year you can see that he's you know much more confidence in, in that leadership role. Goaltending Logan Drackett played 34 games last year. He's uh, played a few games this year. We're going to see him tonight. Uh, he's probably one of the top goalies, uh, not only in Atlantic hockey, but you could argue in the country as well. He's one of those players that you have seen him progress year over year. Um, you know that's one of the nice things about college hockey is you can really watch that happen. Um, and and he's one of those guys. He's gotten better every season. He likes to be aggressive with the puck. He, he loves to come out and play the puck. Um, even 
beyond the beyond the faceoff circle sometimes, which it makes everybody worried. Uh, but uh, but you know, he, the more aggressive he is with the puck, um, you know, the better he is at covering angles and things like that. It's when he sits back that he gets in trouble. Well, this is a special night, Scott. It's homecoming here. You guys uh, go through this every year. Uh, you've done quite well here at homecoming. What do you expect from the atmosphere tonight? Merrimack certainly happy to be a part of it. But what's it like for outsiders that are experiencing this for the first time? Expect a pumpkin fest. The, 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 there's going to be 10,000 people here tonight, all clad in orange, um, all rooting for the Tigers. So it's going to be it's going to be loud. Um, the band takes up a whole section, so that it's awesome to have them here. It, and that's what makes this event special. It really is the the atmosphere in the rink, um, in addition to the play on the ice. But this is the focus of what's called Brick City Weekend here, their alumni weekend, um, and and this is the big event. There's a over 100 other events happening on campus and in the community, but this is the focus of the weekend, and it really really shows. Well, tonight, RIT takes on Merrimack from Hockey East. Merrimack 1-3. and three. They just won their first game Thursday night out of Holy Cross. What are your thoughts about Merrimack as, as we approach face-off here? It, it's hard to tell. Um, you know, when we saw some of the scores from last weekend where they, they really didn't do so well, they got lit up a little bit, um, and, you know, we were, we were worried about them coming in angry. Um, but you know now they they beat Holy Cross, so has that anger turned to confidence? You know, so I, I think there's a big question about which Merrimack team is going to show up tonight. Absolutely, Scott. Well, we really appreciate you taking a few minutes. I wish we could we could see each other more often. It's been eight years, but thanks for having us. We appreciate it. It's great to be here. Good luck the rest of the way. Thanks, John. That's Scott Bigger. He's the radio voice of the RIT Tigers. We are back with more from Rochester, New York, in a moment. You're listening to Merrimack Warrior Men's Hockey on the Merrimack Radio Sports Network.